Right now, we're going to switch gears a little bit, and we are going to bring on our next guest. His name is Steve Batterson. He's been on our show before here on the Nittany Lions Sports Report. We're excited to have him from the Quad City Times. And we will preview the Penn State versus Iowa football game, which is always seemingly a classic. Uh, Steve, welcome to the show once again. It's good to have you. Hey, my pleasure. Steve, uh, let's get into this Iowa team here as they – you guys look pretty good out there, 6-1, and one, and Nate Stanley's got it going on. You have a, a three-running back system with three sophomores really starting to carry uh, the weight but really balance one, one another out. Uh, I've been very impressed with the Hawkeyes so far, and you've got a big stretch coming up over the next couple games. What has, uh, what's it been like from the Iowa Hawkeye fan perspective? What have they seen out of their team this year? You know, I think this is a team that had a lot of question marks going into the season. Uh, they lost all three starting linebackers from a year ago. Uh, certainly, Akram Wadley was, a, you know, a force in the backfield, uh, you know, very consistent. Uh, they had some questions at receiver, uh, a few other spots around around the field as well. And, you know, I, this has been a team that has, has made gradual, steady progress from week one to, to uh, six and one, where they're at right now. And, uh, you know, certainly Nate Stanley has, has been at the controls of the offense. Uh, uh, it's been a fairly balanced attack. They've been able to, uh, um, you know, to move the ball in a, in a variety of ways against Minnesota. They really attacked with their receivers. Uh, the following week in Indiana, it was, it was all about the tight ends. And, and last week on a very windy day at Kinnick Stadium against Maryland, it was all about the running backs. And, uh, Ivory Kelly Martin, who is the starter, has uh, has missed three games this season with uh, with an injury or two injuries actually, uh, and and it's uh, so that the running game has been a little bit of a work in progress. Uh, they had a couple of spots to fill on the interior of the offensive line. Uh, the, those guys have kind of responded, and and over time it it, it has developed into a, a pretty solid uh, trio of running backs. It, it's it's not unlike what uh, Iowa did a couple of years ago with uh, with Akram Wadley when he was a sophomore, along with LaShawn Daniels, and uh, it's been uh, kind of running back by committee. Steve Batterson on with us here on the Nittany Lions Sports Report. Steve, it's a Big Ten West conference for Iowa this year that is wide open, and I found that race to be very interesting and thrilling in many ways. And there's a long way to go. A Northwestern team that, you know, comes up with some huge wins and takes down Michigan State, a team that was struggling at the time. And then they struggled to get by Rutgers this past weekend in Piscataway. You know, I was in the mix, of course, Purdue with a thrilling win over Ohio State. And then, of course, Wisconsin, who actually has the hammer on head-to-head against Iowa. So as you evaluate this second half of the season, starting with a big game against Penn State, how do you think this Big Ten West race shakes out uh, for Iowa after this game against Penn State? It's a slew of Big Ten West opponents that are right near the top of the standings. Yeah, uh, you know, the Hawkeyes have, have uh, you know, they've seen Minnesota and they've seen Wisconsin out of the division and they haven't played anyone else yet. So, uh, you know, I, this is an Iowa team that I think felt like it had a chance to to contend along with Wisconsin in the West. Uh, uh, they led Wisconsin to the final minute of that game and, and kind of let it slip away. Uh, they're on fairly even terms with, with the Badgers. Uh uh, you know, it's a, it's a division race that, uh, you know, will probably, from an Iowa perspective, will probably be decided here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, 
uh, you know, after the trip to, to Pennsylvania this weekend, they uh, uh, they go to Purdue next week, and and then they they follow that up with a home game against Northwestern, which, uh, as you alluded to, has been kind of hot and cold, and and uh, been a little perplexing to figure out. I mean, Clayton Thorson certainly a, a talented veteran quarterback. Uh, uh, you know, losing their their top rusher early in the season has made that. Uh, that offense are a little inconsistent, but, uh, uh, you know, the cats, uh, they have a half game lead right now on people. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how, how all this shakes out. I will finish this up at Illinois and at home against Nebraska. So uh, they're going to catch the back end of, of, uh, of head division, uh, on the final week. So if, if they can fight their way through this stretch here, they, they could be in a pretty good position to, to make a, a strong push for, for a division title for the first time since 2015. Hey, Steve, this is uh, Tyler Galhouse along with Bob Long. Um, quick question for you in regards to the offense. You talked about the run game isn't where um, Iowa had hoped for it to be. However, you have a great quarterback in um, Nathan Stanley um, as well as two terrific tight ends in um, TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant, your two leading receivers. Um, can you talk about potential problems that, that Penn State could have with that double tight end set, um, especially because Penn State really hasn't going up against any elite tight ends this year and, and just so happens that they're going to go up against the two best in, in one game against Iowa. Yeah, these two guys really play off of each other pretty well. And, and one of the things that, that uh, Brian Ferentz, the offensive coordinator, who also moved into the role as, as tight ends coach this year as an assistant after working with the uh, with the running backs the last couple of years did, was he spent some time uh, with the Patriots during the summer. Uh, he worked uh, with them previously as an assistant tight ends coach, uh, assisting the assistant there. But uh, he went out and spent some time to, to talk with them about the use of tight ends and offenses and, and how to, uh, you know, to create opportunities for those guys because Iowa certainly has – you know, not only the two guys that are starting, they feel really good about the, a couple of guys backing those guys up as well. So, you know, it's a position where Iowa has a lot of talent. They've been able to recruit well to that position. And, and certainly in Noah Fant, they had a, a guy coming back who was, uh, you know, a, a top receiver uh, from a year ago, really emerged on the national scene and, and as a sophomore. And, and this fall, uh, Hawkinson has done the same. Uh, they've been able to uh, to create some problems, and Indiana really struggled with uh, dealing both the uh, the size and the quickness of those guys. They're both six five, six six kind of guys. Uh, you know, have have a little thickness to them, but they've also got uh, pretty good speed, and and that combination has, has been pretty effective for Iowa when they've gone their way. They're they're one and two in in terms of receptions right now, but uh, you know they, they've worked hard to kind of uh, blend in some of the other receivers. Iowa has some. Some sophomore receivers uh, in Brandon Smith and, and uh, Amir Smith Marcetta, a New Jersey kid who is uh, from the same high school as Wadley, uh, that they're really trying to, to get comfortable in the offense and, uh, and stretch the field maybe a little more than what Iowa has in the past. And, and it seems to be working. Uh, but it starts with, with the two tight ends and their abilities. There's no question about that. Steve Batterson on with us here from the Quad City Chimes. He's with us on the Nittany Lions Sports Report. Steve, last year's game against Iowa for Penn State was an absolute classic, and you came on our show before that game and predicted a close game. And how right you were. You couldn't be much more right than that. Uh, obviously, a defining portion of that game was the performance of Saquon Barkley, who is now with the New York Giants in the National Football League. In his place for Penn State has stepped up Miles Sanders, and he's been nothing short of terrific 
probably behind a better run blocking offensive line this year. Uh, have you had any conversations or has Kirk Ferentz uh, opined at all about what they expect to see out of the Penn State offense, specifically the running game in this upcoming week's game, and uh, if they have any wrinkles up their sleeve defensively to try to thwart that? Well, you know, certainly Sanders catches everybody's attention with what he's been able to, to get done. And and I think they're also, uh, uh, you know, very respectful of, of, of the the running ability of McSorley by, at quarterback. This is, He will be probably the best balanced run-slash-pass guy out of the quarterback position that Iowa has seen so far this season. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're well aware of, of his ability, certainly. And, uh, and I think that they feel like the Penn State run game is – is something that uh, you know Iowa starts with uh, with a total respect for, and uh, one of the things that Iowa has been able to do has been to hold teams below their rushing average. Uh, they're using an eight-man rotation on the defensive front. Those front four guys are, for the most part, uh, all guys who at least started it at a defensive end type spot in terms of what position they were at when they arrived at Iowa. So they've got some quickness and they've got some length on, on the defensive front that they've been able to kind of utilize to, to really bottle up uh, uh, run games. Uh, Maryland came in here averaging about 245 yards on the ground last week. And, uh, you know, they left with 68 rushing yards. And uh, they've held four opponents below uh, 100 yards on the ground. And it's been a pretty effective uh, uh, place for the Iowa defense to start. They're a little young on the back end. And I would expect Penn State to try to to attack that a little bit as well. So it, it's uh, you know it, it's going to be a, a, a test for Iowa in terms of being able to slow Penn State down on the ground. I think they're thankful that uh, that uh, Saquon Barkley is picking up a check in the NFL right now. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, yeah, Steve. In in terms of talking about the defense and the defensive line at Iowa, I thought. Uh, Coach Franklin made an interesting point today at his con- uh, press conference saying that um, Iowa is actually the best defensive line that Penn State's seen and now going to be going up against in in the last two years. Um, I know that they gave Penn State fits last year, especially um, your defensive ends. Um, big, tall, rangy guys were batting down passes, um, getting to McSorley. Um, what kind of – are they going to give similar troubles to Penn State, you think, this year? I mean – how how good are these guys on on the front four? I know you said they rotate a lot. I mean, is it are they game cha- game changing type of guys out there? Well, they certainly have have kind of a unique size about them. Um, a lot of coaches have talked about how the length that they've got. They go six seven, six eight, uh, six five. Uh, they bring in another six five kid who was an excellent basketball player uh, in in AJ Epinesa, who was a uh, uh, a five-star recruit that uh, right now is rotating with Parker Hesse, who is a, a senior, uh, you know, a six-three kid that uh, is very technically sound, and you know they, they've combined to uh, to create some havoc. And 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 the the big thing that they've been able to do is just keep fresh legs. They're bringing eight guys on an almost rotation basis. It's yeah, sometimes they'll rotate by series, sometimes it's within series, sometimes it's kind of mix and match. Uh, but all of those guys have kind of fit in pretty well. And, and so whether you're talking about, you know, the, the rush that, that, that an Anthony Nelson or, or an, an Epinesa or uh, uh, Parker Hesse can create or, or just simply the, the, the issues that the tackles and their size present, it's been kind of an interesting scenario for Iowa, and it's been very effective. 
Steve Batterson on with us again here on the Nittany Lions Sports Report. He's with the Quad City Times and covers the Iowa Hawkeyes very well. Steve, what do you think the uh, the final on this game will be? Uh, any predictions, uh, any keys to the game on your side? Well, I think for Iowa, I think this will be another game much like uh, last week's game in terms of, of Iowa We'll try to find a way to, to shorten the game uh, through the use of its its run game, uh, if at all possible. They need to get off to a quick start. This team has had some issues at times starting quickly. Uh, it's something that they've kind of overcome the last couple of weeks with maybe a little more aggressive play calling uh, early in games. I think you can expect that. Um, I think that uh, you know if I was able to do that, I think they have a chance to make this a pretty interesting matchup. I think that... Uh, um, you know, it's going to be another Wisconsin-like game for Iowa. It's certainly the game that, given their schedule this year, it's one of those games that's been circled on the calendar because, you know, there is no Michigan, there is no Michigan State, and there is no Ohio State on Iowa's schedule this season. And so if you've got to take a couple of games to point toward, the Wisconsin game early in, in late September and this one kind of midseason, those are two games that have had Iowa's attention for quite a while. Yeah, and and Penn State definitely um, has Iowa's attention. Um, or yeah, as well, um, especially the play of Nate Stanley. Steve, um, he's obviously a tremendous quarterback, having a great year. Just came off a great game two weeks ago against Indiana. Um, do you think that looking ahead a little bit to next year, is he a guy that's going to leave early for the NFL? Uh, maybe forgo his senior season out there in Iowa. I think he's a guy that probably will stay put. Um, I think that uh, um, Noah Fant probably will exit for the NFL. I think that's uh, probably a likelihood uh, at this point. Uh, I think that uh, I think Nate Nate's a pretty well grounded guy. Um, he's uh, an extremely humble kid uh, who who just uh, is kind of comfortable at this level. Um, he, he's not in any real hurry to get anywhere. I mean, in terms of of pro career and that type of thing. And, you know, I think, you know, how the second half of the season, if, if there were to be any thoughts about leaving early, you know, how things finish up may have a lot to do with that. But, uh, you know, I think at this point, his main focus, uh, he completed 54% of his passes a year ago. And, and um, you know, I, at this juncture, I think getting that number up uh, to where it is now at 61, 62%, I think is, you know, that, that's kind of step one for him this year. Um, it's been a season of growth so far. It started with, with a couple of rough games. He only completed 52% of his passes in the first two games, but you know he's countered that with, with a stretch of, of four games where he was around the 68% mark. And, and when, he was, uh, when he was lighting it up and during that, that run, it, you know, it was pretty impressive. And um, some of that is he's got more experienced guys to work with this year. Um, Iowa was very young at the receiver spot a year ago. Uh, more so than than now, and uh, it, it's uh, you know it, it's a it's a growth curve that uh, I think he and and uh, those around him are are you know embracing at this point. It's good stuff, Steve. We always appreciate the time and uh, and appreciate you coming on again this year. It's good discussion on Iowa. It should be a great football game as it always seems to be, and uh, we'll be following along with your work uh, at the Quad City Times. All right, my pleasure. All right, thank you so much. Once again, Steve Batterson on with us here on the Nittany Lions Sports Report. 
and it is always good to hear from him. He's becoming a good friend of the show over the last couple of years here, Tyler. Oh, always good input from uh, from Steve out there in Iowa, and he knows his stuff. I mean, he was on here last year, uh, was pretty much dead on with that. Uh, we disagreed 